The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Thursday morning. Welcome to our podcast and taking a few minutes out of your day uh, to be in God's word. Greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day and uh, look forward to a time of encouragement. We're in the book of Ephesians together again still. And yesterday we got done speaking about one of the first parts of the relationships that Apostle Paul puts in the book of Ephesians. And he talks about the wives and the husbands and that core relationship. By the way, I believe that he puts that in here first on purpose because that's what our families need to see. That's what the culture needs to see. All other relationships in the world kind of wrap around that premise because it's an institution God made. And by the way, God made the family before he made government and before he made the church. It is a very, very heavy priority for him. And then he's given us instructions on how we're to make it work. And if we want it to be as glorious as he designed it to be, we've got to follow his plan in it. So yesterday we talked first about the idea of submission, and we won't repeat any of that. Just uh, if, you, if you haven't listened or watched that, go back and do that. But let me encourage you, we get to the second verse, second section here, and uh, depending how long this takes, it might be two episodes. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Verse number 25, the Bible says this, Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for. So we'll break into that in a few verses deeper, but I, we jump into this idea first of love. And I want us to explain some things that I think are very, very important for us to understand that that go against culture uh, and sometimes go against church culture if you don't understand what is truly being stated in this passage. Okay, first of all, let's go against culture. Um, the idea of love your wives. Today, love is, mo- is very self-serving. Love is, I love what I can get from them. I love what they do for me. I love what, how, what they bring to the table in my marriage and my relationship and things of that nature. And in today's day and age, we say, well, if I just don't love them anymore, I'll move on to a different relationship. Or they'll say, you know what? Um, they're not everything I expected to be. I'm going to go find a different wife or a different whatever. And, 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 and then all the problems I have in this relationship be gone. And I'll just find a better one. That's what the culture says. That's why you see so many people in Hollywood and in, in predominant positions across the country, across the world in history, um, divorce multiple times or just choosing not to get married so they don't have to worry about the divorce and all of these situations because they don't understand what it means to love. Love in our world today is very self-centered. God's love is just the opposite. So when God tells the husband to love the wives, he's not saying, uh, husband, love what you get from the circumstance in your marriage and, and, and be happy when it works the way you want. He is saying you are to give towards that person. You are to do and sacrifice. We'll break down in more detail what that means. Simply stating, it's the love he's putting in this passage is not what you get from your relationship. He's putting a command of what you give to relationship. Now, I want to make a transition here as well. When we look at the idea, I kind of talk about sometimes the other culture and how it can be in the, in the, sometimes in the Christian culture, how this can be misinformed. So when it starts with, and I've heard people say this, it starts with women submitting and then men loving. And so obviously it's more important for women because it was put there first. And, and, and the man's responsibility, especially talks later about sanctifying the wife as Christ does the church. It's the man's responsibility to force the wife into submission and make sure the wife is everything she needs to be. And really, We kind of make our role, and this is what some people do, the husband's role is all about making sure the wife is doing what she's supposed to. If that's what you believe about the verses in Ephesians, you have no idea what the Bible really says. I say this strongly because I've heard this, and it's not right. Um, 
women were placed there first, but please understand, submission is a, is a voluntary thing. But he says, wives are to submit themselves unto their own husbands as unto the Lord. I want you to think about something. As unto the Lord means as long as the husband is living in obedience to the Lord. So I want you to consider this. If, I am, if wives are only to submit as long as their husband's obedience to God, can, what happens when the husband won't love as the Bible commands? What, what happens when the husband chooses to live outside of what God instructs him to do in these few verses? So this is, this is the perfect circumstance for the wife to be loved, to be cherished, and so she'll be willing to be under. Now, let me explain what she's supposed to submit to. She's not submitting to hierarchy. There is nowhere in Scripture where the husband is a dictator in the home. The husband is very much the opposite of that. To love somebody means to serve somebody. So if you're going to love your wife, you will out-serve your wife. You will serve her more than she does you. Very contrary to much of sometimes Christian culture in the world. That's not at all. This you say, well, I think sometimes we go too far to women's rights. No, I believe this. It's not about women's rights or not women's rights. It's about the Bible. If I love my wife as I'm supposed to, then my wife will be very, very honored and cherished and will naturally be lifted up as God intended her to be. So let's break this down. Husbands, love your wives. Please understand something here. Love here is a choice. It's not a feeling. Please understand this is not about you and the feelings you get from it. This is a choice. You will choose to love your wife, and we'll talk about what that looks like. So I choose to do it. But then he says, as, as Christ loved the church, and how did he love the church? He died for it. Right? He died for it. He came to the earth, and he lived three years on this earth, or lived 33 years on this earth, and in, in, in poverty and in sacrifice for you and for me, so that he might be able to pay the penalty for sin that we cannot pay on our own. He, he loved us. He sacrificed. That's the love that he's telling us to be like. You say, well, this is God forcing the church into subjection. He never does that. He gives us a free will. He begs us to come in. And he gives us the opportunity. When we come, he'll lead us in the right direction. But there's never a forced into subjection. If we want to go the path wrong, we can do it. It's the worst decision we'll make, but we can do it. God does not force that. And so there's another picture of what Christ wants from us as husbands. He says in verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the water of the word. Verse 27, that he might present at the church to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So, verse 28, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now, let me explain this. This is the verses we just read that where some people think it's the husband's job to kind of force their wife into submission. Let me tell you what's really being stated here. God never really forces us. He gives us a free will. He pleads with us. He begs us. And yeah, he chastens whom he loves. Don't take those things out of context, though. He, here's the premise. When I get married, when you get married, and your wives do the same thing. When we get married, we don't go into marriage with the idea that I can't wait till that other person's perfect. And then when I find that person to be imperfect and they bring baggage in from life, oh, I can't believe this. How dare they? I'm getting out. I go into marriage with my eyes wide open to the fact that the person we're marrying is not perfect. I'm not perfect. No, nobody's perfect. My job as a husband is not to point out all the weaknesses of my wife and force her to fix it. My job is to lead her into doing that. Our husband's job is to take the lead, and you can't do that if you're not growing. Lead your family, lead the wife, lead these people, lead the wives and the family into growth, which means they should be following you into love, into grace, into mercy. You should be loving them and taking care of them, and they should be secure and feel protected and feel loved. They never have to seek anywhere else in the world for those type of things. That is what it's talking about. We should be leading. Be in church, be involved in church, be the leader. 
be the leader for God, and then your family will follow. And yeah, that sometimes means, well, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do this. No, what God wants me to do is more important. I'm going to lead on this. In today's day and age, and by the way, men, we will see this. We're just more of a selfish being. We have to fight this. Why God made us do it. Uh, back in Genesis, one of the curses was the wife was to submit to the husband. Why? Because wives naturally are going to be better at this. They're naturally going to follow Jesus more. They're naturally going to be leaders. And then he told her to submit to the person who is more naturally to be selfish. That's how it works. And now he's telling us to swap it. Interestingly enough, you never hear the husband told to submit, never hear the wife told to love. Why? Because men naturally submit and wives naturally love. We're being asked to do the things that is unnatural to us, which demands we need God's grace and God's Holy Spirit to be able to do this. Men, we should be leaving. He says in verse 28, men, to, men are to love their wives as their own bodies. We talk about the selfishness. The way we take care of ourselves, the way we want to be treated by others in the world is how we're to treat our wives. And if we, he says, uh, verse 20, no man ever hated his own flesh, but he nourished and cherished it even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, his flesh, and of his bones. He says this in verse 31, for this cause a man leave his father and mother and cleave and should be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. The men is joining that. Why doesn't the wife have to do that? Number one, women naturally do that more. But number two, they will do it when they see their husband doing it. The husband's to take the leadership on this. So I'm not living the rest of my life saying, I, I wish mom and dad were taking care of me. I have been told to leave. I've been told to cleave to my wife and help her. I've been told to lead. This is love. Love is sacrificial. Love is giving. Um, love is about the other person. Love has nothing to do with me. Now, please understand, as we'll look at tomorrow, we're going to jump into verse 33, which is probably uh, one verse I think kind of engulfs in a closing thought everything we've talked about in the last two episodes. But I want you to think about something. Wives have been told to submit to a husband who's loving. And wives, we, we submit because it's God's command. And sometimes the wife and the husband not be perfect. But husbands, let, let, us, let me challenge you. Be the one to lead. And I don't mean she's got to do it my way. I mean lead by example. Love your family, love God, love people, be involved and serve. That is what God is telling us to do in this section. You can't move on to chapter 6 and talk about rearing children or not bringing them to wrath and all the things that are coming next in family and then ultimately responsibility in the world. You can't be the influence, the kingdom husband or whatever term you want to use. You can't have the family that God desires you to be if number one, the husband's not doing what he's supposed to. Most of the influence is found in the position of a husband. And so men, may we embrace it and, and do our best in the grace of God and the power of God to do what it is that God has placed in front of us. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's impossible. We need to be following God. Do that first. And then follow and, and lead your family in love of God and see how God can bless an amazing home. I'm not saying you'll be perfect because Satan's going to fight, but you will have God's grace and God's power. Well, thanks for joining us again in this Thursday as we've been looking through a very popular section in the last two days on family and marriage. We could spend a lot more time breaking this board down, but we're just going verse by verse looking through these things. So I encourage you to evaluate the truths that we're looking at, what the Bible really says and apply these things. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're gonna finish up this chapter tomorrow as we finish up the thought, and then we'll move in next week into the area of family and then moving on into spiritual warfare. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.